Deaconess Tansy, and I'd like to welcome you to Liberty Christian Church International, where our church motto states, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. If there's anything we can do to create a better worship experience for you, reach out to us at www.lccimd.org. We'd love to hear from you. And again, welcome. God, we just want to say thank you just for who you are. 
in these uncertain times, you're still amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're so amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're so amazing. You cause the sun, the stars, and moon to shine. I'm so glad you're mine. No, I'm glad to say you're mine. We stand in all of you, amazed at the things you do. You're holy and worthy is the Lamb who was slain for me. Say we stand. Sing your anointing. 
before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away.
I could earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away, all the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, The room grew still as she made her way to Jesus. She stumbled through the tears that made her blind. She felt such pain. Some spoke in anger, heard folks whisper, There's no place here for your kind. Still on she came through the shame that flushed her face until at last she knelt before his feet. And though she spoke no words, everything she said was heard as she poured her love for the master out of her box of alabaster. I've come to pour my praise on him like oil from Mary's alabaster box. Don't be angry if I wash his feet with my tears and dry them with my hair. There, the night he found me, he did not feel what I felt when he left his loving arms around me. And you don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box. I can't forget the way life used to be. I was a prisoner to the sin that had me bound. I spent my days, poured my life without measure into this little treasure box I thought I found. Oh. Until the day when Jesus came to me and healed my soul with the wonder of his touch. So now I'm giving back to him all the praise he's worth. 
You don't know the oil. You don't know the pouring out. Ah, that, that, that is coming out of a spirit. That is coming out of your heart. That is coming out of this place of worship that we're in this morning. I know that it's Sunday morning and there's usually protocol and there's usually a format. But this morning we're in a place right now where God is just asking for your worship. He's asking for your praise. He's asking for you to get into his presence. And because he's asking for that, there is no other time greater than this moment right now that you have in life, that you have in his presence, just to lay it all at his feet as Mary did with her oil, pouring it as at the feet of Jesus all she had been through, all that she had gone through, everything that she had saved up, she poured out into him right then and right there. And this moment, this morning, wherever you are, you, you could be in the best of situations, you could be in the worst of situations, you could just be making it. But right now, I dare you pour it all out at his feet and let him know who he is in your life. Let him know uh, where your oil is coming from, the reserve that you've saved up, this, this place of giving total surrenderance to him for all he's done, the, the total adoration, the total worship, the total opportunity just to say, God, I thank you, God. I worship you, God. I magnify your name because if it had not been for the Lord that was on our side, where would you be? If it had not been for the shed blood, 
on Calvary's cross. I don't know where you would be. I don't know where I would be. I, I, I wish I had the testimony to say that I did it all the right way, that I did everything. I crossed every T and I dotted every I, but I know that it had not, if it had not been for God's grace and his mercy, if it had not been for his favor, if it had not been for his purpose, for his destiny in my life, I'd be lost. I'd be dead. I'd be counted out right now. But God, I'm pouring out my oil at your feet right now. God, I'm surrendering it all. And I dare you just surrender it all right now. I know that home does not seem like your sanctuary, but make it your sanctuary right now. I know that it does not seem like, like, like you're missing out on something. But, but right now, you can get personal with God. You can get authentic with God. It, there's nobody watching you. There's nobody concerned about what's going on in your life. This is your moment with God. This is your time with God. You're in his presence. You're here with him. He's there with you. And ah, he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So God, right now, we lift your name on high. We lift the name of Jesus on high. We lift the name of Yeshua on high. We we lift it up at your throne, at your uh, be at your feet. We we come with sincere offering and sincere gifts, and we offer our sacrifice unto you. So this morning, God, hide all of your servants behind your cross. Hide me behind your cross oh God so that the people will see none of me but they will see all of these speak through me oh God speak by me oh God speak even to me oh God so that lives can be changed souls can be delivered that you can get the glory and you can get the honor now God let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. Give me favor in front of your people right now. So that this word does not fall on deaf ears. It does not fall on unfertile ground. But plant seeds right now in the name of Jesus. Plant seeds, God. Plant seeds of hope. Seeds of joy, seeds of peace, seeds of correction, seeds of understanding. For we submit and while we're pursuing after you, God, we thank you, God, for what you've been. Every broken heart this morning, mend it right now. Every person who has lost someone, God, touch them in a, in, in a mighty place. Touch them in that personal place. Touch that empty space from the lost. Touch it and fill it back up in the name of Jesus. So God, we, we thank you. We, we worship you and we adore you, oh God. It is in your son Jesus' name that we pray. The name that is above all other names. The name that is a strong tower your word declares that the righteous run into it and are safe it is in jesus name we pray amen amen
Amen. Do me a favor and lift up your Bibles real quick and repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise wherever you are. Amen. 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 We want to welcome you to Liberty Christian Church this morning. It is an awesome day and an awesome time to be in the presence of God. There is nothing like being in his presence. There's nothing like receiving from him. There's nothing like this place of worship that we're in this morning. Miss Elise took us in, so did Miss Jones. They took us in in worship this morning, and I thank them so much for lending themselves over to liberty to be used for our worship portion. And, and I don't count it lightly that they do this, taking their time to to pour out, not just recording, not just uh, singing a song, but really getting into the presence of God in worship. So I want to thank them this morning. I also want to thank all of Liberty, my, my, my Liberty staff, those that are worshiping and those who have, are in an unusual place, and we've been in an unusual place for a little while, for over little almost a year now, where we've been in an unusual place of worship. So I do want to honor our partners. I want to honor our executive pastor this morning, Pastor Lewis Johnson. I want to honor our church administrator, Deaconess Tansy. I want to honor them right now because they have lended their self. They've sacrificed and they've walked this journey with us. And it's nothing short of amazing the work that they do. You don't see the behind the scenes stuff, the flyers, the, the promoting of the ministry, the promoting of the church that they do. So, so it's not not just Pastor's Appreciation Month, it's Church Appreciation Month from me. I, I, I tell them constantly that I'm just a servant and I don't need all the accolades. So this morning, I just want to make sure that my whole entire Liberty family, from every partner, from every child to every adult, for our online family, you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making yourself a part of this ministry. You don't know that I love seeing and hearing the words from you and the, and the thoughts and the comments that you give us. I, I, I love to hear that. This is not about Pastor Thomas Brockenberry II, but this is about liberty because the word said, well, our theme here is where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we walk in liberty. We, we operate in liberty and we deal in liberty. And this morning, I'm continuing on in our series. I know you're like, Pastor, let's get to some word this morning because guess what? It is word time. Somebody declare it's word time. It's word time. And we've been in this series and I've loved it so much dealing with the life of David, but more importantly, pursuing the heart of God. We've labeled it the chase. But this morning, I want to veer a little bit away from David. Somebody say no, Pastor, but 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 I need you to get this. I want to veer a little bit away from David this morning because God has been pressing on my heart 
this entire week, and I can be truthful and honest with you, Liberty, I did not receive this word for today till early this morning. I, I've been struggling and I've been wrestling with it. I knew the text that God said come from. I knew the thought that God said come from, but the message God said, I'm holding off because I want to wrestle with you. And, and, and somebody said, somebody doesn't understand what I just said. God said, I, we got to spend some time wrestling, some time getting some things out of you this morning so that I could deal with you and deal with my people the right way. And, and, and so this morning, while we're dealing with pursuing the heart of God, I want to talk to you, preach to you, teach to you from the subject, you got to hold on. You 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 simply got to hold on. You you, you got to hold on to something. And, and this thing is making me happy already because when I was when I was thinking over this mindset and this opportunity that God gave me to deliver this word, I realized that I've never preached from this text ever. I've never talked about this text. I, I, I know the story, but when God revealed it to me, I said, God, why have you never ever asked me or never allowed me to, to, to preach from this text or even teach from this text? He said, because I'm getting you and I need my people at this place they are right now, and I need this to be a brand new message with a new wind, with a fresh anointing to come forward right now because my people are in a place right now where they're almost giving up hope. They're giving up hope because of the coronavirus. They're giving up hope because of politics. They're giving up hope because of things happening in the earth right now. So God said, uh, it's time for my people to hear from you concerning holding on. Somebody say, I got to hold on. I got to hold on. What are you talking about, Pastor? Well, let's look at text this morning. If you open up your Bibles real quick to Genesis, the 32nd chapter, Genesis, the 32nd chapter, we're going to look at the 25th verse, amen, Gen or the 22nd verse, excuse me, and, and, and it's a very, uh, it's a very amazing story. I love this story, and once again, I said, why have I never preached from here before? And we're reading from the New American Standard Bible. I'm going to give you a second to get there. If you need to find Genesis, we need to go back and talk a little bit. If you open up your Bible to the very first book, uh, the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, the book that was written by Moses, God had revealed it to Moses, the first five books that we call the Torah, uh, uh, in no matter what a uh, religion that deals with that deals with uh, Hebrews and, uh, and Jewish people, we always understand these first five books as the Torah, but the books of the law. So, so, so I'm giving you a little background while you go ahead and find that text real quick. But I need you to look at this text with me. It's an amazing story uh, in this thing this morning. And, and so grab your Bibles, show it to somebody else, grab your cell phones, your Bibles, whatever you may have, and let's read this text this morning. And the scripture says this, now he arose the same night and took his two wives and his two maids and his 11 children and crossed the ford of Jabbok. He took them and set them across the stream and sent across whatever he had. Then Jacob was left alone and, the, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. Ah, yeah. When he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched 
the sockets of his thigh. So the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. They go that word again, while he wrestled with him. Verse number 26 says, then he said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. Somebody missed that right there. But he said, I will not let you go unless what? You bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Uh, verse number 29 says this, uh, excuse me, verse number 29 says this, then Jacob asked him and said, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you may ask? And, uh, and he blessed him at that place. And verse number 30 says, so Jacob named the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God's face to face, and yet my life has been preserved. Now the sun rose up, rose upon him just as he crossed over Penuel, and he and, and he was limping on his thigh. So this morning, once again, I want to talk to you, preach to you, teach to you from the subject, you gotta hold on. You, you, you got to hold on. Somebody look at your neighbor, look at your spouse, look at that person next to you and simply tell them you got to hold on. Uh, verse number 32 says this. Therefore, to this day, the sons of Israel do not eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. Uh, once again, like I said, we're dealing with pursuing the heart of God, pursuing the heart of God. And today I'm excited to preach to you. You gotta hold on. I told you, tell your neighbor, tell your mother, somebody text this out. Somebody put this on Twitter. Somebody put this on Facebook. You gotta hold on. We, we find Jacob, uh, the trickster, the liar, the the deceitful one, the one who had gone through so much. When, from the moment he came out the womb, Jacob was counted out. The moment that he came out the womb, Jacob had done stuff so that he uh, so that he could get an advantage ahead in life. From the moment Jacob came out into the world and came into this place, Jacob was was known for being a trickster. Jacob was known for being a liar. But but throughout Jacob's life, we we see this place that he was and we see what he had done. We see how Jacob's life had gone on even when he got old and he was working for Laban and he and Laban did a whole bunch of different things to him but Jacob, guess what? Kept holding on it. And, and, and when he uh, wanted Rachel and he needed his wives and, and everything and as much as his as Laban did to him, Jacob still did what? He held on. He held to God's hope. He held to the plan. He held to know what he wanted because every time Labram, I, I invite you to go back and read this text a little bit and figure it out because every time Labram saw Jacob trying to advance in life, he tried to alter the situation. Every time he thought that he was getting ahead one way, Labram came back and said, well, let's do it this way. But God still blessed Jacob and God still anointed Jacob. God still had a purpose.
purpose and a plan for Jacob, even though Jacob was what? A trickster. Jacob was what? A liar. Jacob did all these things, but God still had a plan. And I came by this morning to tell somebody simply this. First and foremost, you do got to hold on. I, I don't know where you've been at in your life. I don't know what you've dealt with in your situation, but, but this moment right now where we are in society, this moment right now where everything seems like it's been taken out of our hands, the control is given over to somebody else who has not, who does not have a concern for us, and it seems like from the government on down to, 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 to what's going on with this pandemic that it seems like somebody else keeps redirecting us in a new way. They don't know when our kids can go back to school, but then they do say that kids can go back to school. They don't know when you can go to work, but then they said you gotta come to work. You, Your head is spinning around all constantly over and over again because we don't know what it is that's taking place. But I believe God is simply saying when you stop looking at the world, when you stop looking at man and you hold on to me, then I can do something different in your life. Why? Because I believe that, 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 that there comes a point where we have to begin to abound in hope, abound in hope, abound in what his word says, abound in who God has called us to be. Because from this text this morning, I believe that we get to deal with how we can how, how we can grab hold of hope. Uh, better yet, how we can deal with having faith. How we can grab hold of something with some substance in order to move ahead in our life. Somebody say, I gotta have faith. I, I gotta abound in hope. I, I, I gotta live my life constantly abounding in this thing called hope. Now, now what are you talking about, Pastor? Because I got uh, I'm a three-point preacher sometimes. Time. Uh, sometime I'm not, but this morning I'm going to be a three-point preacher with you. Do, do me a favor and somebody simply tell your neighbor it's time to hope for a little bit more. Because in this text, my first point to you this morning, and I don't want to hold us too long. Uh, I know people got greens on. I know people got their food on. I know people are, are ready for the football game. But but even in that mess right there, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Washington football fan. So somehow I got to have hope that my team's going to come out, but we, that's a whole nother story for another day. We might do that one on Jersey Day. But this morning, my first point simply says this. You got to hold on for the right thing, not just anything. Oh, who did, whose street did I just come down real quick? You got to hold on for the right thing, not just anything. Too often in life do we get to a place where we'll sit there and hold on to the wrong things in our life. We'll hold on to the wrong people. We'll hold on to the wrong circumstances, we'll hold on to the wrong mindset, we'll hold on to the wrong emotional uh, uh, stability, we'll hold on to the wrong thing in our life just to say that we're grabbing hold of something. Anybody ever been in that place? You deal, you've been dealing with the same joker, the same woman that, that, that means you no good, the same man that means you no good, simply because you want to say that something is yours. Uh, uh, so this morning I came to tell you that it's time to let go of anything to get back to holding on the right thing. Oh, somebody got to understand that Pepsi put it like this. You got the right one, baby. But, but this morning, I need you to realize that it's time for you to grab hold of the right thing. So, so what are you saying, Pastor Thomas? In our text this morning, we see Jacob in a place where he had left labor, uh, labor one night. He, he got his family up. God told him to go back to his relatives 
relative. So Jacob got them up in the middle of the night. He didn't tell Laban where he was going. He got his, he got all of his uh, possessions, all the cattle, all the ghosts, all the stuff that he accumulated while he had been in that place of transition, that place of hurt, that place of trying to be secure for a moment because God told him to do what? Get up and go back to your relatives. Well, we already know if you have not read the story of Jacob, that Jacob really did not have a place to go back to because he had to deal with his brother, the same brother he took his inheritance from. So when you hear from God and God told Jacob to do what? Go back to your relatives and I'll make you well. I'll make you blessed. I'll keep you blessed. Could you imagine Jacob's mind at that time? Uh, God, you want me to go back to the one I took his uh, his birthrights from? The one that I did, that, that I was the wrong thing? That, that even when we came out the womb, I was trying to do the wrong thing? You want me to go back and I'm going to be blessed with him? Nah, God, I, 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 I can just imagine Jacob. Nah, God, you really talking to me, God? Are you really saying something? God, I'm holding on. I, I can stay right here because I have so much. But Jacob got his stuff together and said, let's go, simply because he heard from God, even though he heard from God to go back into a place where he had already done mess at. I came by to tell somebody real quick, if you're abiding in God and you're trusting God and you're hearing from God, God will send you back to minister to some people that you've done wrong to. Uh, somebody need to hear that real quick. You can't always hide from those that you've done wrong to. You can't always run away from people that you've messed over, but you can go back with a different mindset and a different approach and get, uh, going back with the will of God in your life and the plan of God over your life. Because if God tells you to go back, you need to go back. Somebody say, it's time to go back. It's, it, it's time to deal with some people that I've broken hearts, I, some people that I've messed over, even if it's simply to say, I'm sorry. So this morning, I, I, I know that this first point says you got to hold on for the right thing. What is your right thing in your life? What, what is it that you need to hold on? Well, I'm glad you asked me this morning because when we look at this text this morning, in the 24th verse, there's a very powerful part of this. And it says this. Now, it says, then Jacob was left alone. Jacob and, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. Why was Jacob left alone? Because his whole mindset of going back to the land where his brother was he said I gotta send some things ahead of me to make gifts for my brother I gotta send my brother a peace offering I gotta do some things so he sent his wives and his children ahead of him so that they could go on so that he could seem to be giving his peace offering to his brother but that left Jacob in a, a in an isolated and alone place and scripture teaches us this morning then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And verse number 25 says this, when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thighs. So the socket of Jacob's thighs was dislocated while he wrestled with them. So this morning, as we deal with what you got to hold on, Jacob got into a wrestling match while he was out there all alone. How many times have you gotten into that place where you've been wrestling while you're by yourself, where you've been wrestling with God 
God and you've been wrestling with some things going on in your mind, some things going on in your emotions, some things going on in your life and God is simply saying, when are you going to hold on to me? Jacob got to a wrestling match with God. I told you this past week when God revealed this text to me, I've been wrestling with God with what he wanted me to say about this text. But he, but just like Jacob, I'm getting ahead of myself real quick, but just like Jacob, I had to simply hold on. I, I, it was nothing I could do. I could have changed the text. I could have changed the title of my script, my sermon for this week. I could have done other things trying to get something easy. Oh, somebody just missed that. I could have done the easy thing. I could have preached from a previous text that I used before. I could have went a whole different way with this pursuing the heart of God. But no, God said, are you going to wrestle with me long enough? Oh, I'm getting happy real quick. Are you going to stay in my presence? Are you going to stay with me long enough to hear what I got to say to you? Or are you going to do something on your own? Are you going to let go when I'm trying to do something in your life? Or are you going to hit, stay right here and wait to see what I got to do? Wait to see what I got for you. Because now in your life, there are times where it seems like it might be challenging, but God is saying, are you going to hold on? It might seem like the job is not paying enough, but God said, are you going to stay and hold on? It might seem like your kids are acting up and you ready to just wash your hands of them, but God said, are you going to hold on? I'm getting real excited with this. Are you going to hold on to the right thing? I, I, I'm, I'm asking you this morning, are you ready to hold on to the right thing? I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the world standards. I'm not talking about anybody else standards, but I'm asking you, are you going to hold on to the right thing? Somebody declared, I was ready. It's time for me to hold on to the right thing. See, 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 this morning I, I, I'm looking at Jacob and, and I see that Jacob is wrestling with this man, this, this man who, who the Bible says that they wrestled until daybreak. Uh, Jesus, that, 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 that took a whole lot of stamina. That took more than you could usually bear. But I believe that in, even in that statement right there, how many fights, the average fight that you go through only lasts, what, about two or three minutes, um, five minutes at the most? But could you imagine wrestling with God from night till daybreak? Could you imagine wrestling someone who has all authority, all power? Oh, yeah, somebody missing this. When, you're, when God revealed your purpose and your design, do you know how much you continue to try to wrestle with him to tell God, oh God, I can't do that right now. God, I'm not capable of doing this right now. But God said, if I created you in my image and in my likeness, you are created for this thing that I call. So we're going to wrestle until you get in your mind that you're going to do my will. Oh, somebody missed that right there. Every place that you turn, every way that you go is leading you right back to that place that God had for you. You might think you're running from God, but better yet, you're running right into God. You're going to run into him from situations after situation. Jacob wrestled until daybreak. Jacob wrestled through the darkness until the light shine. Oh, somebody missed that right there. Jacob wrestled from darkness until the light shine. Where are you at in your life right now that God has you wrestling in a dark place? That
that God has you coming out of a dark situation, that God has you coming out ready to see the daybreak in, in your life. God is saying, listen, are you going to hold on to me? Are you going to wrestle with me? Are you going to grab hold of my will, my purpose, and my design for your life? Or are you going to let go and fall away? But he said, no, I created you so that you can simply hold on. Somebody declare, I got to hold on. I got to hold on. I got to I gotta stay here. I got to get stronger. Because the Bible says in verse number 25, when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, when, 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 when the man, when God saw that he, had, he could not just run away from Jacob, mm, mm, mm. when, when God, God is not running away from you, but he will test you in that manner to see how much you're going you, you to stay right there with him. And for me, when God is running beside me, I don't care how tired I get, I'm going to grab on his shirt. I'm going to grab on his robe. I'm going to grab on his garment because I'm going to let him pull me along. I'm not letting go of what God has for me. I'm not, I don't care what it looks like in my surroundings. Everybody can leave me, but I'm going to wrestle with God until he blesses me. I'm dealing with somebody right now. You got to hold on to God until he blesses you. Hold on to his word. Hold on to his, uh, his, his purpose. Hold on to his design for your life simply until he blesses you. I know it gets hard. I know it gets rough. I know you get weary. I know you want to stop and let go. But God said, will you hold on to me and wrestle with me? The Bible says in verse number 25, when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thighs. So the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled him. God said, you know what? I, I really need to make sure that this is real. Make sure that you know uh, uh, you, you you know this is still a struggle sometime in your life. So God not only uh, uh, wrestled with him, then he did something to him that he had to depend on him even more. Mm -hmm. the, 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 it says that he touched the socket of his thigh. I could imagine the pain from a dislocated socket on his thigh. I, I could imagine that Jacob began to limp, and but yet Jacob was holding on. I, I could preach that thing a whole whole lot of ways with that. Jacob continued to simply hold on while, while, while his socket was out of place. If your hip and your sock, that means you only got one leg to stand on. Oh, somebody missed that right there. How many times, how many people am I dealing with this morning that feel like they only got one leg to stand on? And you're saying, God, do you see me? God, I'm only standing here by my by a wing in a prayer. God, I'm standing on one leg because the other leg is hurt. My body is hurt. My mental is hurt. My mind is hurt. My emotions been hurt. I'm simply standing on my heart's desire to serve of you, God. And God said, you know what? In the midst of that, because you held on, I'm going to show you something else. My second point this morning is simply this. Uh, uh, when God's presence shows up, be willing to fight like never before. When God's presence shows up, be willing to fight like never before. I'm, I'm, I'm getting happy and I'm not even at point number three yet. Because when God's presence shows up, you, you, you got to be willing to fight. You got to be willing to show 
show your strength. You got to be willing to say, if God is here, I want to be here with him. Wherever God goes, I'm going. Whatever God does, I'm doing. I got to be willing to fight through hell and high water. I got to be willing to fight off haters. I got to be willing to fight off family. I got to even be willing to fight off friends because I got to get to this place that God has for me. I, I, I'm not sure about you, but I know for me, I got to get to this place. I got to fight like I've never fought before. Anybody ever been in that place in their life where you got to fight like never before? Hmm. You're saying, God, I'm, I'm, I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back to the way I used to be. I'm not going back to the way I used to act. God, the enemy is trying me right now. The enemy want me to cuss. The enemy want me to fight. The enemy want me to go back and do it and live that life that I used to live. But God, I'm going to fight until I get to your presence. I'm going to fight to hold on to you in my life. I'm going to fight to hold you in my heart. I'm going to fight to hold you right here with me, close to me, because because the world is trying to destroy me but God I love you so much that if I gotta wrestle you to stay connected to you if I gotta wrestle your word to stay connected I'm gonna wrestle if I gotta wrestle all of this to be close to you I'm willing to do it sometimes you gotta tell yourself I did it for the world why won't I do it for God too often we We'll wrestle with the world standards. We'll wrestle for uh, image. We'll wrestle to look a certain way. We'll wrestle to be a certain way. And yet and still, while we're wrestling, we're, we're in the midst of this place. We're in the midst of this trial. We're in the midst of this journey. We're in the midst of this whole pre uh, precept where it seems like that I'm, I'm, I'm allowing you to, to, to be what I called you to be. Amen. So now I'm, 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 I'm helping you deal with wrestling for God. I'm, 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 I need you to see that we're just in this place of truly wrestling and depending on God's will, his word and his purpose in our lives. Amen. So 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 now let's deal with this a little bit more. So when God's presence shows up, be willing to fight like never before. Look at this in the text. This morning in verse number 26 and number 27, it says this. Then he said, let me go. This was God talking to Jacob. He said, let me go. For the dawn is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless you what? Bless me. So he said to him, what's your name? And he said, Jacob. This moment in this time, we, we, we see Jacob tell God, uh, uh, when God said, let me go, uh, God said, look, 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 take your hands off me. I'm, 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 I'm God. I'm, I'm God almighty. But, but Jacob was bold at that moment. Sometimes you got to be a little radical and bold with God. Sometimes you got to be a little different when it comes to the will of God, the purpose of God and the plan of God in your life. It don't just come easy all the time. Sometimes you got to say, God, you know what? I'm not letting you go until you bless me all. Oh, I know some people think that's a little of uh, it's a little vulgar to tell God I ain't doing something until you bless me. But 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 Jacob said, God, I'm I'm I done wrestled you all night. That means I, you 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 got something for me. You 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 allowed me in your presence. You could have killed me. You could have done all types of.
of things for me. But God, because I held on to you, I'm, I'm going to ask you a request. I held on to you through the storm. I held on to you through the fight. I held on to you when I was broken. I held on to you when I was down and out. I held on to you when I had no money. I held on to you when my house was acting up. I held on to you. So God, if I'm going to hold on to you, I'm not letting go until you bless me because your promises are yay and amen. Your promises that you would never leave me nor forsake me. Your promises say that you would always be with me and even until the end of the world. Your promises that you are not a man that you should lie nor the son of man that you should repent. If you said it, you shall perform it. And if you told me that you was going to perform it in my life, I'm going to hold on to you until you bless me. Somebody declare, I'm holding on to God. I'm holding on to God until you bless me. I, I, I'm not just talking about one or two blessings, but I'm going to hold on to God until he does that thing that, that I can't do myself, until he opens up doors that no man can open, until he makes a way out of no way, until he brings me back to that place of righteousness and holiness. I'm going to continue to hold on to God. I'm going to continue to hold on to his promise. I'm getting happy, Liberty. I'm, I'm, I'm came by to tell you that there's a time that you got to simply hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on to his purpose in your life. Yeah, it looks dark right now, but you got to hold on to God. Somebody declare, I'm holding on to God. I'm holding on to his power and his anointing. I'm holding on with all my might. Uh, he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. But get this. God then said to him, he said, so what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. What is your name? You won't let me go. So, so let's get personal. Let's talk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your name? I'm, I done wrestled you. I done, I done told you to let me go. And you are bold dude right now. What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I need you to get this real quick. That, 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 that you got to hold on for the right thing, not just anything. Not only that, you got to, when, when God's presence shows up, be willing to fight for it. But my third point is this real quick. Don't miss the once in a lifetime chance because you won't hold on. Don't, don't miss that chance because you see, Jacob, God told him to let me go. But Jacob knew in his spirit that I simply got to hold on to you, God. I, I simply got to stay right here with you, God. I simply got to be in your presence, God, and I'm going to hold on to you because if, if I let go, uh, this once-in-a-lifetime chance for me to say, could you imagine that, that once-in-a-lifetime chance that Jacob had to say? When Jacob go give, goes to give his testimony, could you imagine I wrestled? Could you imagine the, the, the writer of the book of the book of Genesis when, when it was revealed and, and, and it came to pass to say, Jacob did what? Oh, did this once-in-a-lifetime? Jacob did 
What? Nah, 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 nah. No, 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 no. You can't be talking about uh, uh, Veronica. Veronica did what? You, 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 she did what? She wrestled with God because she needed a blessing because she needed God's favor? Nah, 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 nah. You got to be talking about somebody else. You can't be talking about Kevin. You, you, you mean Kevin from, 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 from Southeast? You, you, you can't be talking about Kevin. He wrestled with God. Oh, somebody put their name in it. You can't be talking about Pastor Thomas when he was out in the streets and he, he was doing all manners of evil. He wrestled with God for his blessing. You can't be talking ab about Deaconess Tansy where they counted her out and, and, and yet she still wrestled with God for her blessing. You can't be talking about your children who seem like they just can't get it right where they just came out and they wrestled with God for their promise, for his purpose in their life. You can't be talking about Pastor Louis. Oh yeah, all the stuff that he's been through, he wrestled with God for his play, for his destiny to be fulfilled. You can't be talking about that. Could you imagine the writer when they said, who wrestled with God? I dare somebody lift up their hands and say, I'll wrestle with you, God. I'll wrestle with you, God, because it's a once in a lifetime chance that I have a testimony. I, I, I'll wrestle with you, Miss Sarah. I'll wrestle, God, I'll wrestle with you for your purpose and your plan in my life. Somebody declare it's time to wrestle. I got to lace up my fighting boots. I got to lace up my hands. I got to get prepared to war. I got to get prepared to do something different. It's time to wrestle with God and don't let go because you're going to miss your once in a lifetime chance. I, I don't think there was ever another scripture where somebody looked at God's face and somebody wrestled with God for a night and they lived to tell about it. I, I know the enemy of this world thought that he could wrestle with God when he said, I'll exalt, I want to exalt myself above you. And what did God do? He cast him down with a blink of an eye. I know there's one who said that I'll uh, cause your son to die on the cross. And, and I think I won that. But when Jesus got up out the grave, he said, no, you got you got canceled out right there. So this once in a lifetime chance you have right now is to hold on to God and wrestle for your purpose, wrestle for your blessing, wrestle for your deliverance. Oh, I'm coming down somewhere real quick. See, don't miss that once in a lifetime chance because you won't hold on. So now we look at scripture and I'm, 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 I'm just trying to finish this up uh, in the next 10 minutes because I think somebody needs to, 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 to get a breakthrough this morning. Uh, in verse number 28, he said this. He said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but guess what, Israel? For you have striven with God and with man and have prevailed. Oh, that, 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 don't, that, that, that right there. I told you when we talked about David and we talked about the battle of David and Goliath, David, the small statured boy, wrestled the big old giant and prevailed. Oh, we, there's times throughout the Bible where, where we see the little man getting the advantage on the big one. But, but I'm not calling God the big one. I'm calling God Alpha and Omega. But jo Jacob at that place was, was wrestling with his beginning Oh, somebody missed that. Jacob was wrestling with his beginning and his end. Oh, somebody need to hear that. It's time where you got to wrestle with your first and your last. There's sometimes you got to wrestle with, wrestle with your best and your worst. There's sometimes you got to come out of all of that. And Jacob would not let go. And because Jacob did not let go, God said this in the 28th verse. He said, your name shall no longer be Jacob. But Israel, he, he created the whole nation because this one man wrestled 
with God. Mm, mm, mm. He created a whole nation. Somebody, somebody missing that right there. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll make your descendants uh, that can't even be numbered like the seashore. He, 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 like the sand on the seashore. He, he created a whole nation. Oh, I'm going to say that until somebody get hold of that real quick. He created a whole nation because he wrestled with him. He took the jokester, the trickster, the liar, and the, the, the one who wrestled with him. He said, because you wrestled with me and you did not let me go, even though your naysayers counted you out, even though they talked all manner of evil about you, even though they counted your, your, uh, your generation out, even though they said you was like your daddy and like your mama, even though they said that you was adopted and you had no legacy, it, Jacob wrestled with with God and God changed his name from trickster uh, to, 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 to Israel. He changed his name. Oh, I'm, I'm really getting ahead of myself right now because I need you to realize this and this simple thing. And then Jacob in the 29th verse, it said, then Jacob asked him and said, please tell me your name. But, but God said this to him. Why is it that you ask my name? And he said, and he blessed him. Is there anybody else that can bless you? Is there anybody else that can bless you the way that God God, did you need to ask that name? Who is he? Who am I? That's what uh, that's what Moses said. Who who should I say send me? I am that I am. Oh, who is God to you? I am the lily of the valley. I am the bright and morning star. I am your alpha and omega. I am your first and your last. I am your Jehovah Jireh. I am your provider. I am Jehovah Nisi. I am your battle of victory. You don't need to know my name. Just know that I am and I blessed you and the Bible said that he blessed him right there. God, God blessed Jacob. Matter of fact, it, he didn't even bless Jacob. He blessed Israel. Oh, he changed his name at that moment and blessed Israel. So my last point for you this morning, he'll change your name on the other side of your blessing. Uh, yeah, you missed that right there. He'll change your name on the other side of the blessing. Get this. He, he, what can he change your name from? From liar to integrity, from whoremonger to wife, from thief to righteousness. Oh, I'm coming down somebody's street from lost to found, from dead to alive, from deadbeat to active, from broken to whole, from worthless to valuable, from potential to purpose, from drug addict to preacher, from kingpin to doctor, from left behind to set up, from counted out to standing right now. He said, I'll make your name great and bring you before great men, before kings and great men. He said, this is what I'll do if you just wrestle with me. I I dare somebody begin to wrestle with God. I dare somebody begin to worship right now. God, I'm not letting go. God, I'm holding on to your purpose. God, I'm holding on to your promise. I'm going to wrestle with you because I was left behind and now I've been set up. I was the kingpin, but God, you calling people to be doctors. I was a drug addict, but now I'm a preacher. I was, uh, I went from the potential that everybody saw to the purpose that God called me to. What is God changing? your name from what is he changing your name from he called you a widow to to marry he called you from broken to whole hi ah, yeah yeah there's a lot of you that's been broken 
But God said, no, you're not broken anymore. You held on to me. You wrestled with me while you were in the midst of your season of isolation. You wrestled with me and they thought you was dead, but I called you alive. They thought that you was a thief, but I'm bringing you into righteousness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you, 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 they, they, they've been counting you out for so long, but God just changed your name because they don't know the battle that you had last night with God. And they don't know how you woke up this morning in a, in, in, when you came around the dawn. Somebody dreamed last night that they were struck, that they was in a fight and it seemed like you was counted out. You seen, it seemed like that, that, that you had lost the battle, but God said, no, I needed to bring you through the battle from last night. So this morning, the Bible puts it like this. Weeping may endure for a night, but guess what? Joy comes in the morning. I dare somebody get up and declare that it's my joyful season. It's my time of breakthrough. It's time, my time of breakout. I know right now we're in a pandemic. I know right now that money looked tight, but are you going to wrestle with God right now for your blessing? I dare you just begin to wrestle right now. Somebody, I, I, I could just imagine the pulling. Could you imagine, have you ever seen a wrestling match where they get together and they're grappling like this and they're moving back and forward like this and God, and they're simply trying to get an advantage and when they're trying to get an advantage, the one that holds on the longest is usually the one that comes out victorious because when somebody tries to move their hand and slip it another way, that person gains an advantage. But I'm telling you to hold on to God. Wrap your hands around God. Wrap it, if you got to wrap it around his toe if you gotta wrap it around his leg no matter what you gotta do hold on to God hold on to him because he's a deliverer he's a way maker he's a healer I went from sick to being healed somebody declared by his stripes I'm healed I went from I went from a sinner to a, I went from a wretch undone I went yeah this is I'm coming down your street you went from all these broken places this sinful man to being a child of the most high that's the biggest wrestling time that you've had you were once a sinner but you've been saved by grace yeah, 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 yeah. All this other stuff from thieving to righteousness. Yeah. From from a whoremonger. Ah, yeah. From 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 living uh, these alternate lifestyles to being saved and redeemed. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm dealing with somebody right now. You've gone through hell and high water, and God is simply saying, Are you ready to wrestle? Are you ready to hold me? Are you ready to grab hold of me in this season of your life? Because it wasn't just that Jacob was looking for a blessing from God. Jacob was also looking for a blessing from his brother. The one he had done wrong. And Jacob probably was in his mind, if I can wrestle with God and God don't kill me. Ah. God, I can, I can approach my brother and say I'm sorry because the story says, if you can really picture this, that after Jacob got his mind off of his brother Esau, God released a provision so that he could go back to Esau. The Bible says that when Esau saw Jacob, he ran up to him, he hugged him, he embraced him. He even asked, Esau, he even asked Jacob, why 
all this stuff ahead of you? Why the 200 goats? Why all of this? And Jacob said, because I wanted to bless you. And, and, and Esau said a couple of times, no, I don't need that. I got you. I don't need all the things that you're trying to pay me off with. I just want you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need all of this fancy stuff. I just want your presence. Who am I talking to? God is saying, you ain't got to try to buy me. You can't buy your way into the kingdom of heaven. I just want your presence. I just want your life. I just want your heart. I just want to change your name. I, I, you, you was born into sin and shaped into iniquity, but, but I'm trying to change all of that. I sent you my son so that you can become adopted in the beloved. I sent you all of that and so that you can come out with a brand new name. I'm tired of the world counting you out. I'm tired of them looking at you like you're less than. No, you're not less than. You're greater than. He said, I'll make the first last and the last become first. He said, yeah, they, they, they hid you in the back, but, but I'm bringing you to the forefront. It's time to rewrite your story. It's time for you to have your once in a lifetime moment. And God is simply saying at this moment, will you realize that? Will you realize that? Will you realize that my grace and my mercy and my joy is sufficient enough for you? The song says, never would have made it without you. I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better. Why? Because I wrestled with you, God. At this moment, we can talk all about this and letting you know that you got to hold on no matter what. You got to hold on. The enemy is trying to count you out. The enemy is trying to break you down. But I'm telling you right now, you got to simply hold on. Why? Because on the other side of holding on is everything you need. If you've ever been on a roller coaster, the roller coaster turns its way up and up and up the tracks for that first drop. You're holding on tight. You're bracing for this extreme ride. Oh, somebody used this. You're bracing for an extreme ride that you know is going to get your adrenaline pumping. But in the moment of holding on, you get nervous. In the moment while the, while the, while the roller coaster cars are going up there, you start to second guess yourself. Should I have gotten on this ride? I can't get off now, but I don't want to do this no more. Too often do we get into that conversation with God. God, I'm trying to hold on, but but I don't know if I'm willing, if I'm if I'm capable of taking this ride with you, God. And God is simply saying, if you hold on, I'm getting ready to take you on a ride that you've never been on before in your life. Hold on. I'm, I'm not talking about the person next to you. I'm talking to you. You just hold on. 
Because when I get to the top, when you get ready to go, nobody will ever has ever imagined that I'm getting ready to do in your life. Hold on. Wrestle with me. Stay in my presence. He's telling somebody you got to stay in his presence. Jesus, you got to stay in his presence. Because once it starts to head down that hill, he's opening up doors no man can open up. He's changing your destiny for where you thought you was going. And he has an appointed end and it's going to happen so fast. It's going to be like in a twinkling of an eye. He said, hold on, hold on. They walking away from you, but hold on. They've left you, but hold on. They counting you out, but hold on. Simply hold on. I can be greater than anything that you've ever seen. Just hold on. And at this moment, if that's you, I ask you to lift up your hands no matter where you are and say, God, I'm willing to hold on. God, I'm willing to stand. I'm willing to wrestle. It might hurt some. It might test my strength. It might test my emotions. It might test my psyche. But I'm willing to hold on because on the other side of me holding on, I believe you're going to release what I need. If that's you, Jesus said right now, no, I stand at the doorway and knock. And if any man come open up the door, I'll come in and sup with you. <laughs> I'll give you the seat on the ride. The ride of your life. He said, because I came so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I came for you to have life. No more church hurt. No more people hurt. No more emotional bondage or baggage carried on. Give it to me. Cast all your cares on me. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus. I died that you might have life. Now embrace this life. Well, you might be saying, Pastor, I was, I was on the ride, but, but I took the emergency exit off. I couldn't, I didn't want to get to the top. I didn't know what I was expecting. I didn't know what to expect. And God said, I got a seat for you as the ride comes back around. I got a seat for you. When you get back on the ride, God is saying, you have the opportunity right now to get back on the ride. And he said, while you're on the ride, your hand got a little hurt, so you lifted it off. You need it healed so you can grab back hold of, you can grab back hold of the bar. You got to readjust your seatbelt. He said, I'm a healer to those that need healing, spiritual healing. He said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed 
healing of your mind, your spiritual body. He's a healer. He's a balm in Gilead. He's a healer. I don't believe he left Jacob the same way because the Bible says that Jacob got up and walked and went to meet his brother. God is a healer. What can he heal for you? What can he heal in your life? Last but not least. If you need somebody to ride the roller coaster with you, I can't tell you that I won't scream. I can't tell you that I won't. That I won't get nervous. All of us get nervous. All of us get a little scared. But I'm willing to sit next to you on this ride. Liberty is willing to sit next to you on this ride. If that's you, we would love to connect with you. We would love to become your church. We would love to be a part of your life. At the bottom of your screen right now, there's a number, 301-887-5259. If you text that number and say, let's connect, one of our staff members will get back to you. If you leave a voicemail message on any one of our extensions, 101, 102, 103, or 104, someone will connect with you. You need prayer. We would love to pray with you. We would love to come in agreement with you. We would love to come into agreement with you. Jesus. At this place where Jacob was changed to Israel, this is your this is your name change moment. Usually you got to go through a whole bunch of legal stuff. You got to get lawyers. You got to make sure you want to change your name to get your name changed. But Jesus said, if you just believe in me, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, I can change your last name right now. You want, your, you want a new first name? Go ahead. Call yourself saved. I'm saved Jones, I'm saved Brockenberry, I'm saved <coughs> Cherry, I'm saved Burke, I'm saved. That's my new name. I'm a child of God. I thank you for joining me this morning. And just know that God has not left you, nor has he forsaken you. He loves you so much. And as we close out of service right now, take this opportunity to share this word with somebody. Tell somebody about the goodness of God. Tell somebody about, tell somebody they just got to hold on. I dare y'all, I dare you text 10 people right now. I don't even do this. I dare you text 10 people and just simply say you got to hold on. Tag 10 of your friends if you're on social media right now and simply say you got to hold on. You got to hold on. I don't know what you're going through, but you gotta hold on. That thing is just in my spirit. You gotta hold on. And because you gotta hold on, God said, I'll be there with you. 
I love you with the love of God. And as always, live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day. God is an amazing God. And we'll see you next. We'll see you Wednesday. Join us for Bible study, matter of fact. Wednesday night at 7.30, 7.30 p.m. Join us for Bible study. Once again, I love you with the love of God. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.